chased by flying monkeys? Maybe it seems like the faster you run, the more they multiply. They keep chasing you down. They are everywhere. They shrill and they hoot and they're menacing. Well, I've got good news for you. It's time to stop running. Today, I'm going to show you how to recognize and put an end once and for all to all the flying monkeys in your life so you can begin living your best life. Pushing the boundaries of expectations and rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. This is a way of life, a huge and growing community of explorers and adventurers leading the way, blazing new trails, and raising the bar. We share your hunger for a life without limits, and we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Hey friends, glad you could join us. Stephen Canyon, kineticbelief.com is the website. And if you would like to comment on today's podcast, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com. The 100-day Kinetic Belief Guided Journal for Aligning Your Desires to Manifesting Your Best Life is available on the website. And this is the book where I guide you through the daily practice of journaling in order to manifest prosperity and perfected health, manifest intimate relationships and whatever it is that you desire. I become your personal guide to help you reestablish creative authority in your life. Also available on the website is the workbook for locating your purpose for living. Also check out the upcoming event locations at kineticbelief.com. Happy Wednesday, my dear Megan. Happy Wednesday. Gosh, it's a beautiful day. It's beautiful. I want to hurry up and get through this so I can go ride my bike. I know. Out on the beach, low tide, sunshine. Sunshine, and it's not hot sunshine. It's no. that perfect glimmering, cool breeze sunshine. Ugh, I, mean, I cannot wait. I mean, in the wait. middle of January. Well, let's get on with this. We love animals, <laughs> but flying monkeys, not so much. I do have a weird uh, urge to watch The Wizard of Oz. One of my favorite... Actually, it was my favorite movie when I first saw it. Yeah? <laughs> I was five years old. Yeah. It's a great movie, isn't it? It's it's so yeah. inventive, and I love all the, the the new characters and ideas. It's from someone's amazing imagination, right? Flying monkeys at the age of five years is a terrifying thing. Oh, I fast-forwarded right? that stuff. Oh. I, would, I wouldn't watch that for anything. Well, I, I rewinded, rewinded. <laughs> Rewinded. No, you, you actually, you couldn't rewind it back in. <laughs> that's not the word either. Is like, that rewound? Rewinded. Rewinded. <laughs> rewound. Whatever it is. I, I enjoyed the scene. We, we, <laughs> we had a couple of, we had some great conversations a couple of days ago about love bombers. Yes. And now that you know what those are, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and how to avoid those flames, I want to continue advancing everybody today with the wisdom to unbecome flying monkeys. I'm still, I'm still a little in the dark on. We're gonna. <laughs> I bet you means. are. For, you, you, you saw the movie. Flying monkeys is a term used in psychology in the context of narcissistic abuse. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Look, flying monkeys. What they are? They are people who act on behalf of a narcissist toward some third party. And it's usually for some abusive purpose or some type of a smear campaign. Everybody's probably known some flying monkeys. Oh my goodness! In their life. So it's it's like a third party enabler. Is that what you're saying? Mm, no, to it's no, it's abusive of a third party. It's like I'm on behalf of this narcissist, who's an abuser. I'm on their side, right? And I'm coming after you to set you up for this abuser. Right. So they're like an enabler. Mm, yeah, for the abuser. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Well, it's a third party, I guess, if you go in either direction. Right, right. So, correct. But they're coming after, let's say there's a, you know somebody, a narcissistic abuser, and they've got somebody that's in allegiance with them, and they're coming after you to set you up for the abuser. That is a flying monkey. Wow. Everybody's probably known. It's like once removed, right? What I was going to say, that's that's somebody that I don't even think I've ever considered because all you think about is the person doing the abusing, not uh, not some sort of like set you up, prime you. It's okay. like they're priming you to be abused. Well, you've seen the movie The Schoolyard Bully, and they've got all these other little smaller kids around them, and they're just following them around everywhere they go. Those are the flying monkeys. Okay. okay. It's their posse. Yes, the posse. The posse yeah, of the abuser. Yeah. Fascinating. Mm. What a what an interesting term. Um, and as you describe it and explain it, that, that actually is a, is a great fit for that type of person. Isn't it? Easy to remember, too. <laughs> well, and, and actually, you know, your first encounter with flying monkeys was probably with those who followed that schoolyard bully around. Yeah. Absolutely. Most of us have known them. Well, yeah. Or maybe you were a flying monkey. I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Narcissistic tyrants. Gosh. And they'll often, they have a legion of flying monkeys that enable them. Yeah. Maybe you've worked for somebody that was a narcissistic bully, and they barked orders, made you know these unsavory, cutting remarks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they act like they're fine when everybody else is around, but just you know the, as soon as the two of you are off somewhere together, typically they have within their arsenal flying monkeys Interesting. that enjoy nothing more than smearing others to give ammunition to to the abuser to do what they do. And the thing that's popping into my head right now is. Um is family because typically there's going to be like one person that's sort of an alpha in a family if there's abuse going on mm. and then there's always that secondary player that's going oh they did they didn't like almost like making excuses for them they're helping them in their cycle of abuse if there is an abuser that is located within a family they are there because they are enabled yeah or yeah. they are without a family look for those enablers those flying monkeys oh that's so such a great term flying monkeys well how does the kinetic belief send flying monkeys back to their haunted castles empty-handed. That's <laughs> yes. what we want to know. Like Kinetic believers are on a journey. They are those that are, they're on an adventure for perfecting their lives by unbecoming all of the influence, all of the negativity, all of the world strife in order to butterfly their genius of the original mm. purpose for being here. Kinetic believers, they believe on purpose. And for them, it's a good thing to take a moment to look through the original source, purposeful lens for living their best lives. And you you do this for clarity, and you do this so that you can be coherent in your desires. Kinetic believers, or KBs, what they do is they observe life with wisdom. And they notice the antics of the flying monkeys and all those others who are perhaps the abusers of the authority and dominion that every human being, every creative human being possesses in the natural. And so today, as as we look at the condition of the world, there's a competitive crescendo that's echoing through the corridors of commerce, and there's a deafening roar that is beckoning for the souls of the earth's creators. However, the good news is, is that with knowledge, you can continue to advance your mind, body, and soul, unaffected by the sorcery of those destructive influencers. Wow, you know, this is a really high level of discernment and clarity to get, isn't it? It's, um, this just feels as though it's, it's a, a level of perspective and awareness that few people 
actually achieve? Because isn't that the beginning of fixing all these things? It's just becoming aware and even being able to, to point it out and to see it and to sort of, uh, you know, put uh, a title, a label on it. In fact, it's been so few people that are, have been able to recognize these pitfalls and potential pitfalls that the world considers them to be the one percenters. Mm. However, kinetic believers are widening that margin, I have to tell you. They purpose to understand. And these are the ones that feel the opposition of the diminishing resistance. Kinetic believers, or KBs, they recognize flying monkeys who are other created beings with the same authority and they have the same dominion that everybody else has. However, they are out of control. Those that are keeping a progressive journal are able to continue life's journey successfully. And they do it from their highest viewpoint while all along enjoying the flyover. There is a practice to seeing. And so that you're not imagining what you are observing through the displacement of yourself. Now, now listen to what I'm saying here. You do this by projecting yourself into a situation. And that's how most people observe things. When they are watching negative news, when they, are, they see an accident, they are watching the dramatic uh, unfolding of some kind of strife. Most people, while they watch that, they are displacing themselves into that situation and, and uh, projecting themselves into it. But a kinetic believer, they never do that. They do watch. They observe. But in order to draw upon the wisdom of their original purpose, in order to continue perfecting their lives. Mm, I really like how you phrase that, that there is a practice to seeing. That's, that's, uh, that's really cool. And when you say practice, it just it really gives that nice connotation of something that you're working on, getting better at. It's a part of your daily life. It it's becoming you. And I just I just really love the idea of you know practicing your perspective, and it's going to grow and get better and better. Never learn through observation. Yeah. Learn through observing within, mm. but you do practice seeing because we're not supposed to stick our heads in the sand or live in a cave. We are here to observe, yeah. but not to change the course of our own destiny through observation. Here's something that a lot of people don't understand. You cannot look upon the world as something that is decaying while believing that you are advancing. No, you see the world and all of its inhabitants, including the flying monkeys, as something perfect and glorious. This is vital for understanding. Look, there are no bad or evil people. A train which is on the train track rolling along is perfect after its kind. It's good, and it's going down the track. However, let a broken train track send the train off the rails and the train, it doesn't become bad or evil just because it's derailed. It's a perfectly good train, but it's off of the track. So it is that when people have become misplaced or they found themselves to be a flying monkey in some incomplete or, or partial way, look, they are not evil. There are no evil human beings, but there are perfectly good people who are off of the track. How do you view the world and see everything that's going on and, you know, sort of disassociate yourself enough from it enough to, to not, you know, like you were saying, project yourself into those situations? Because how do you find that balance of not sticking your head in the sand, but then also making sure that you're not imagining yourself in these dire situations? Because I practice 
projecting myself into my perfect and perfected imaginings. Mm -hmm. And I do this by displacing myself, my own reality, into the highest viewpoint of my own thought forms. In order, in, in other, word, other words, I am choosing my beliefs rather than allowing beliefs to become me. Mm. that I'm observing uh, as I go throughout the day. Yeah. The, the world is full of train wrecks and people are being misplaced by running off of their tracks. And I don't want to observe those things to displace myself into the observation of those things because what, what's going to happen? I'm going to derail myself because that's what I'm observing. It's, and we've talked about this before. You know, I like riding motorcycles. And I've, like I've told you before, if you're riding down the road and you look at a tree and you keep looking at the tree while you're riding along, what's going to happen? <laughs> you're going to hit the tree. You're going to hit the tree <laughs> because that's what you're observing. Right. And so you do watch and you see, but you don't observe to turn the course of your own destiny. And isn't that why fear is so, has so much irony in it? Because you're looking at the tree because you're afraid of hitting the tree, but the fear of hitting the tree causes your fear to manifest. That's right. <laughs> so recognize, you know, there are no evil human beings, mm. and but they're perfectly good people who, and they're just off of the track. And they don't look, they don't need condemnation. They don't need punishment. They only need to get upon the rails again. Mm. Flying monkeys are undeveloped and they can appear to be evil because of the way that we've trained ourselves to observe and to think. Once you receive the wisdom and the comprehension of this perspective, you'll lose all the desire to find fault with people and to judge them and to criticize or condemn them and have, have nothing but good words to say. That's, that's it. Just think and say all is well. What's happening when you think this perfect way? You're advancing to expand your mind, body, and soul. But if we respond to the flying monkeys and their off-the-rail shrills, if we run to and from them, and if we judge them to be some degenerate faction of people, we shrink into the contracting and the decaying state of mind. And our interactions with all these other people and their affairs are going to be just in a small and a contracted way. How do you protect yourself from those people while... Simultaneously, again, we're trying to find balance here, I guess, because you're needing to remove yourself from this negative, toxic situation, but you're also needing to uh, see them in a good light, or I guess see their the original source of. I want to understand that better. Through knowledge comes wisdom, and as a kinetic believer, a purposeful journeyer, you cannot fail. As long as you deal with all these other flying monkeys and everybody else as, as co-equal creators, having a natural experience, and you do it with unconditional love. So, so you're saying remove yourself, but at the same time, don't do it in a sense of, of hatred or you know, judgment. Yeah, that's right. Unconditional love. And see it, mm. as, see it again as I think a great analogy is just the train that's off of the track. The yeah. train's perfectly good. There's nothing wrong with the train. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with the flying monkey. It's just been derailed. Yeah, it's a train wreck. <laughs> it's a train wreck. All, yeah. Always see yourself from within your creative differences as a great and advancing soul. Mm. There is the original source, the unique and the purposeful genius within you of that which you are made. You're perfect within. All of us, we're absolutely perfect within, which knows no imperfection, knows no weakness or sickness, and that's what you're made of. Yes, the world is incomplete, and yes, there are still flying monkeys, but your creator in your own consciousness is both perfect and complete. 
nothing can be wrong but your own personal attitude. I like how you said to not run to this or to these monkey flying monkeys or from them, um, because that really does put you in a in your own mind and in your own sphere of influence. It puts you in that position of relational power. Uh, when you're pointing fingers and judging, it just isn't it like you're just all there sort of together on the same plane of existence. But when you can genuinely just disassociate and it's almost as if you're neutral to them. Well, that's correct. And when you run to or from a flying monkey, you have uh, <laughs> observed negative source energy. And through the observation of anything in quantum mechanics and quantum physics and the law of attraction, what you're doing is you're beginning to reassemble and redirect and reconstruct the circumstances of your own life according to negative source energy. The five-year-old me definitely would have run from those Again and again. <laughs> and I'm what? not so, so sure that we wouldn't both get a start oh, right now should we look into <laughs> the sky and see a swarm of am flying I, monkeys. Am I crazy or were they, did they have bellhop uniforms on? You know, I think they did. <laughs> That's so random. Oh, but let's don't, let's don't equate bellhops with. Oh, I'm not. I was just, but I think you're they right. had they, this little, they pill, had a little uniform on. They had the little like, pillbox hats and... Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so recognize that nothing, nothing in this world can be wrong except for our own personal attitudes. And if you need to change something, change that. We're here to work on ourselves using the authority and dominion that we were all created with. So big question. How do you know if you are a flying monkey or be not one? Because I'm not, because first of all, if... It, not me personally, right? Right. No. How do I know if no, I'm not? I mean, not? The, I'm sorry, the, the proverbial <laughs> right. you. <laughs> you yeah. know that you're not, as soon as you are, you stop getting uh, validation and your own ideas about yourself from uh, other people, from the bully in the schoolyard. He's the one that's saying, oh, you're just wonderful. And for, uh, that's a great question because probably the schoolyard bully or the narcissistic abuser is love bombing you. Mm -hmm. And you're you're being validated by an abuser. And so uh, through that validation, all of a sudden you find yourself a flying monkey because you're enabling the abuser. Yeah. Well, and how many times have you seen that family unit play out where the father is the, you know, the abuser and then you have the children reaping the abuse and then you have the mother the time. in the middle and she's talking about how stressed he is. She's she's make she's like this bridge you know, trying to tether these people that are being abused and, and the abuser. The truth of the matter is an abuser is not one until they are enabled. Mm. Ooh, that's good. That's really powerful. So so they, they draw, that means that they draw a lot of power from that enabler. All of their power. Wow. They would have no uh, ability All of their power. That. Everybody, co-equal co creators, all of us have authority and dominion. And those that are abusers are simply those that cannot control themselves. So they need someone to control. You, We're people, we're creators with dominion and authority. Wow. And that is there to be used. It cannot be dormant. And either you're using it to perfect and advance your own mind, body, and soul. Or if you're not doing that, you're going to need someone to control, yeah. to use your authority on, and to uh, incorrectly abuse them with your dominion. I think it's fascinating how this concept is sort of a trickle-down method to where 
you have you know the negativity from the abuser and then the enabler the flying monkey their negativity is trickling down to the person that's actually being abused but then the person that's actually being abused is also enabling the flying monkey who's what enabling a vicious the circle right oh my word the Move. flying monkeys go out and they go right back to the castle pack your bag walk out the door <laughs> right. just to... it's, it's to and fro to Jeez. and fro yeah wow. now all of us every single person is look you are a perfect manifestation of God's original intention for perfection. Lose all fear and you will be so far advanced upon the path to development of a great and mighty eternal personality. Flying monkeys cannot assault those who do not fear. In fact, they will disappear through your kindness. Wow. So, ooh, that's good. That's good. So by... uh, reacting to their toxic negativity and by reacting to their abuse with with sort of the same flavor of reaction you're you're just keeping that cycle going but when you react with your own original source your kindness who you really are that that um oh man that's really good yeah and typically when you're like you say reacting from your original source of perfection you probably are not reacting the flying monkeys no longer exist yeah that's a choice that's that's, a good point that's right yeah Sorry, I was just going to say it's no longer instinctive. It's like it's something you're choosing to do. All of your beliefs are purposeful. When I was about six years old, there was a television series on that was called Daniel Boone. You know, you know who Daniel Boone Oh, yeah, was. Daniel he, Boone. He was a big man. <laughs> He's a big guy. He's a big guy. And, and well, I went to a place called Tweetsie Railroad in the mountains of North Carolina with my family. And, and I, met, I met this little kid actor named Darby Hinton. And he was the he was the little kid that was playing Daniel Boone's son on the TV series. Uh, the kid's name is Israel on the show. Well, we started talking, and I got to hang out with with him for a while in the Old West Canteen there at Tweetsie Railroad. Oh my word! It was so cool. But while we were sitting there at this table, he told me to hold my fingers just slightly apart, and uh, he held a dollar bill in between my my fingers and said that now if you can catch this when I drop it you can have it are you kidding me a whole dollar and so (laughs) I must have tried 10 times waiting for him to drop it and every time he would drop it I'd squeeze my finger I'd see him drop it I'd squeeze my fingers to catch it I couldn't do it you see him drop it I try to squeeze it and, and catch it and I couldn't do it but then I remember thinking don't wait until I see him drop it just imagine him dropping the dollar and squeeze and just as he dropped it I caught it Oh, my goodness. So I didn't react. I just caught it, squeezed and caught it. I got the dollar. But it wasn't until I stopped judging his intentions and and living by what I was seeing that I could catch the dollar. Kinetic believers, they imagine to advance themselves. KBs choose their beliefs, and as such, they advance. I think that that is one of the most difficult things to remember as you're going through your day, all these conversations, all these interactions, and just not looking at everything that's just right there on the surface, but always trying to sort of dive deep underneath it all and and have, again, like you were saying earlier, that seeing is practiced, like to really see everything, to really see the reality of your situation. Probably the best way to understand seeing in the correct way for a kinetic believer is just to having an awareness mm-hmm. because at all times there's so much going on around us in all directions. I, I used to, when I was 
16 years old, I had a great time one uh, summer, actually a couple of years, of umpiring baseball oh, in America baseball. And, and it was so much fun calling uh, strikes and balls behind the plate, but then also calling the bases. But the game can have such an intensity and a fast pace uh, along with it that when you're calling, for example, a runner running to the base and uh, someone fields the ball and they throw the ball to the first baseman, as an umpire, you're watching the the runner and you're watching his feet and just as and you watch his foot tag the bag and listen for the ball to hit the glove. You can't do both. You can't watch both. There's but you have a sense of awareness around you and about you that's practiced. And so you watch the foot, listen for the ball to into the glove. And then you'll know whether to call him out or save. Wow. And it's the same with a kinetic believer. Again, you just develop an awareness on purpose and recognize flying monkeys and and um, all these other characters and characteristics of what people are and where they are in their own life, recognizing that, you know what, all is well. Everyone's advancing toward perfected completion, but not everybody is on the train track. This also seems like sort of a peripheral awareness that you're going to be settling into the more that you practice this because obviously to intently look at everything to like you were just saying you can't look at everything but that would be exhausting even if you could so i love this idea of just it almost makes me think of meditation because that just puts you in this state of hyper awareness of your surroundings and and it's like you're constantly just seeing everything flowing in and out of your life and i like that you can develop that with with that practice you were talking about yeah, and because what happens if you don't practice, if you don't recognize enlightenment and wisdom and that you are in control of your destiny by choosing your own beliefs, mm. then you go through this life wanting to evaluate and to uh, put a value on everything that you see as, do I like that? Do I love that? Am I indifferent to that? Do I hate it? <laughs> Maya Angelou said that hate has caused a lot of problems in this world and hasn't solved one yet. Mm. Kinetic believers understand that all is well and all is advancing. And they're not in the, the practice of judging things accordingly anymore. And so you make this lens the lens for your life and for observing all that there is. No longer projecting yourself into, into the lives or the, what you're observing, but you're projecting yourself into your chosen beliefs. Kinetic believers are choosing their destiny by choosing what they believe as though it has already come to pass, as though they're already experiencing their best desires from the highest viewpoints, creating thought forms, and then journaling to meet their destiny and allowing their destiny to be that which they were originally sourced as they came into this world with a fate, one that is different from anybody else's, not looking for commonalities, but celebrating the differences of each other. Have you always been just sort of in love with who you really are, or is that something you had to cultivate over time? I have always loved me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) As soon as I met me, I fell in love with it. (laughs) You're awesome, man. Whoa. (laughs) You go, dude. (laughs) What a guy. Can I come along with you? (laughs) And that's the way all of us should be. I was going to say we laugh, but that's exactly what you're describing, that that love for self, that appreciation of self, looking within for everything that you need relationship-wise. And I just... Again, we talk about this all the time, but I just love being reminded of of that fact that when you look within, everything just pushes out from within you instead of 
reaching out to other people, to other situations for, for things that you need, because you'll always have you. And so if you can perfect that, you're good to go. Some people will hear this and think, I don't know if I really understand everything they're talking. Look, enlightenment always follows the one who asks for wisdom. Mm, We have the ability to form questions. And when held in a thought form for the answer, the truth of wisdom always comes. In quantum physics, researchers are on the cusp of ascending to the intellectual heaven. And the paradox of searching for our life source energy is that the truth of discovery will finally be revealed as soon as the searchers are able to humble themselves enough to discover the question to which the universe is the answer. That's such a a really beautiful concept, isn't it? Just that if you seek enlightenment, it's going to find you. It's going to be revealed to you because you don't know what you don't know until you until you know it. Right. Well, the nature of the big question, the, the, the one unanswered question that still remains, the nature of that question is why it is possible to still describe our creator in so many different ways. It's as though physics has been turned upside down and inside out through quantum discoveries. And it now appears that the answers already surround us. It's all around us. But I will say this. It is still the question that science doesn't know. Every single day of your life, you have a choice. You get to decide who you want to be and how you will be. All you have to do is imagine a world, your world, as though all is well, because it is, if you believe it is. It's actually a place where you're moving forward and enjoying an expanding full life. But you have to agree with that. Your life is actually already filled with happiness and joy and wealth and good health. But you have to agree with that, too. Kinetic believers are progressive journalists, and they keep a belief logbook in order to stay on their best course. And they replace the negative manifestations by attracting their best desires. Purposeful journalists continue to reach new heights in every direction, and they do this forever. KBs speak differently, and they carry themselves differently, and they, are, and they act differently, and they are peculiarly happy. They're full of joy, and their health is fantastic, not because they become joyous, and they become prosperous, and they become healthy. No, no. It's because they are. Wow, you know, today we're talking about Stop Running from Flying Monkeys, which is maybe the coolest title we've ever had, by the way. And I'm realizing, too, that you, another thing that you have to watch out for when it comes to this topic is, for me personally, I realized that in the past, in past relationships that I was in, which were toxic, um, sometimes I was my own flying monkey. yeah yeah you were enabling yourself well I guess I was just you know I I like I do have a tendency to think the best of people maybe and take that maybe too far Mm -hmm. and so when people would that I loved would be abusive emotionally abusive Mm -hmm. for me um I would make excuses for them and in my own mind and to myself and I would you know keep myself in that cycle by making those excuses. And it's, it's almost as if I was playing that dual role. So, um, it's amazing how, again, I like that you also, that you paired this topic of the flying monkeys and the cycle of abuse. I like that you paired that with 
uh, the perspective idea and how that perspective is power and being able to see these things and discern them and have the knowledge and the wisdom to suss them out, recognize them, to know what to do with them, how to move on, how to push them away, how to look within. Um, oh my word. I mean, the power that's in that to, to change your life is is enormous. Yeah. And you know, and to, to, to probably help you and to let you off the hook, <laughs> you, you've been victimized by abusers before and simply because you didn't yeah. recognize them for what it was. Exactly. And enabling to a sense that, you know, you were staying around because you were in unconditional love, but you didn't know that you were being abused. Yeah. Um, and, and probably because of a sense of compassion for the person doing it. Yeah. No, a flying monkey knows they're representing an abuser and they continue to set other people up to give access from the abuser to the abused. And yeah. those are the flying monkeys. So, And that's so true because I like that as a kinetic believer, you're always... When you look within, that also means that you're putting yourself first in the healthiest possible way. And so it's like you are your number one priority so that you can bless people and love people and do this and do the right thing and, and live that life. The successful K-beer can be the only person on a planet. And they are advancing their mind, body, and soul with joy and happiness and prosperity and perfected health and all those other things. And then they can take themselves and put them on a planet with six billion people and nothing changes. Right. They're advancing their mind, body, and soul, and they are joyous and they are optimistically happy. Yeah. Why? Because they're not pinging themselves off of the antics of a world that's being derailed yeah. and going in so many different directions and filled with noise and pollution and all those things that are there to distract you. No, they don't project themselves into that. They are projecting themselves into their own purposeful beliefs by maintaining their highest viewpoints and creating thought forms and keeping a logbook to journal their destiny to journal their beliefs. They're choosing their beliefs. They're choosing their health and prosperity. And they are grateful that it's already done on earth as it will always be. You know, something that's really cool about the processes that you were just describing is that this sounds like a lot of work. It sounds like a lot's going on, and it is, but it's all in your mind. I mean, all this work, all this effort, it's happening in your mind and within yourself. And it's so cool that when you perfect that mindset and you perfect that perspective, that everything just sort of fixes itself in a sense. It manifests. All these good things manifest. Those good relationships. All these things just start showing up physically in your life because you did the one thing of, of fixing your mindset. Fixing your mindset. And again, in the quantum physics level of, of all that there is, when you fix the mindset... You are attracting the substance of your thoughts. And so by fixing your mindset and creating those perfected thoughts, the universe always responds by rearranging your circumstances and rearranging the life that you're living to come into agreement with what you are uh, thinking about and desiring and imagining to see come to pass. And so you can literally part the sea of strife as you go by maintaining thoughts of peace and integrity and happiness and joy, prosperity and health and strength and vitality, wisdom and a sound mind, all those things. But you cannot do this unless you are a purposeful journalist journeying your logbook as you go and you do this in a progressive way. There's a a proper way to progressively journal your perfected health. There's a proper way to progressively journal 
your your body and your mind as you go. There's a, a proper way to progressively journal your prosperity, imagining and receiving and increasing and, and growing your wealth and the amount of money you have access to and your ability to travel and to do it freely and in a healthy manner. There is a proper way to progressively journal who you are and see yourself to be according to your original purpose for being here, identifying the genius that you were created with and the thing that makes you different and not like anybody else and celebrating that as you celebrate everyone else, unconditionally loving your creator, who you are and who everybody else is. The universe is advancing toward perfected completion and that's the train track that you want to be located upon. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that just so exciting to know that you can, you, it is possible, that it's actually possible to live this way. And that if you just begin, if you just take that first step, you'll, it's almost as if you're just sort of sucked into the process. <laughs> you just go right along with it. Yeah. And then you've got to change the way that you speak and talk. Yeah. You can't think one way and speak another and have these good things come to pass in your life. No, you've got to say these things. In fact, say this right now. Say, I think about all of life. I think about all of life. With unconditional love. With unconditional love. All is as it should be. All is as it should be. So all is well. So all is well. I unconditionally love my God. I unconditionally love my God. Myself. Myself. And all others. And all all others. Including the flying monkeys. Including those flying monkeys. <laughs> I don't have unconditional love. I don't. What? Say that again. I don't have oh. unconditional love. <laughs> I don't have unconditional love. <laughs> I am unconditional love. <laughs> I am unconditional love. Through your curveball. I know. <laughs> I am made perfect. I am made perfect. So I choose to unbecome all that is not perfect. So I choose to unbecome all that's not perfect. I am not moved by flying monkeys. I'm not moved by flying monkeys. Negative love bombers. Negative love bombers. Strife. Strife. Backstabbers. Backstabbers. Gossipers. Gossipers. I am not moved by rumors of war. I'm not moved by rumors of war. Famine or disease. Famine or disease. I am not moved by fear. I'm not moved by fear. I am moved to attract my best life. I'm moved to attract my best life. By progressively journaling. By progressively journaling. To advance my mind. To advance my mind. Body and soul. Body and soul. Wow, what a what a powerful episode this has been. Um, we got a really interesting email the other day. This uh, woman wrote in, and she had actually ordered the 100-day guided manifestation journal for her and her sister so that they could work through it together. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was such a cool idea mm -hmm. um, to mm -hmm. kind of get a partner in this. And it's kind of like working out, right? Like you have, it's it's easier to go to the gym if you know your buddy's there waiting for you. Or, or to diet, to change what <laughs> or you Or anything. You know, I'll eat asparagus if you will. Right. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. I dare you to get the guided journal and change your life. Right. <laughs> right? Um, but I just thought that was really, that was really sweet. What a, what a cool idea that was. a great way was. to do it. And you can get it at kineticbelief.com. Yeah, kineticbelief.com. And we're adding things to the website every day. So many exciting things from the Purpose Workbook, which is so powerful. I, I love that workbook. And we've heard from a lot of people on that as well. Because probably my favorite thing about it is I'm all about the quick fix kind of stuff, you know? So, I mean, it's 13 pages. And it just took me a few days to get through it. And it really does. It reveals so much about you and what you actually desire and what really would make you happy because you you tell us all the time and it's so true 
that a lot of the things that we desire, that we want, that we're seeking, it really does come from these outside influencers. And it's not what we actually want. It's just what we've been told that we want. That's correct. And the purpose, the purpose workbook, what it does is it takes you back to the very beginning. Yes. Before you started becoming things that you were never meant to be. And it just reveals and uh, it identifies your original purpose, the thing that makes your genius you, uniquely different, the reason that you're here in the land of the living. And that's your base for beginning all that uh, y- your best life. That's where you start your, your journaling from so that you branch out from there and you end up not living somebody else's life and expectations. No, you go back to the beginning so that you can begin uh, prospering according to your original purpose. And you know, the best part about all this is, Megan, is you're never too old or too young to begin. Right. You can change your life at any stage because it, it is almost overnight, isn't it? I mean, once you make the decision to change, you've changed. You've changed. It, it is immediate. That's yeah. right. You, and everything else begins to fall away. I love that. Hey, we're going to be doing a Mastering the Universe workshop in London coming up on in April London. the 11th. Are you excited? I am so excited. I cannot wait to go to London. It's so much fun. And meet one all the KBers in London. Yeah. going to be fun. going to be very cool. And there's one more thing that uh, you don't talk about it a whole lot, Steve, but you are... Uh, um, an amazing composer, pianist, <laughs> and you have some beautiful well, music. You. Well, I'm going to plug it because you never do. So, you have some really beautiful music on the website. It's this is, these are pieces that I know that you've absolutely gotten from the universe, from the, that inspiration from within you. Um, pick pick one specific song, maybe Eternal Love, and and tell us about. I want to know the inspiration behind that. Mm-hmm. The inspiration behind it. Wait, wait know, not Eternal every... Love. I want to ask about a different one. Okay. My favorite song of yours, favorite, hmm. is Sailing. Oh, wow. Well, I like to sail. But what were you thinking? I mean, sailing. beyond I just, just sailing. I was actually sailing, and the music, and I attracted it. And, and as I imagine the motion of these things, and most all of my music comes from the vistas that I appreciate and enjoy. I'm an adventurer, as you know. I love to journey. I love to go out and, and get out into the wilderness. And, and it sounds so cheesy, doesn't it? But it's so true. And I, when I'm on the water and sailing... I'm experiencing the wind and the sun and the the blue sky is actually, it's it's almost like it's particleized and I can see it as just part of this grand scheme of things for us to enjoy. And it's the experience of becoming one with all that you see and feel and hear. and And as you delight in it, there's music in it. There's melody in the sights and sounds of creation around us. And so I just... Imagine the, those notes, and they and, and I received them. And for the song you're talking about, sailing, is I actually heard it while out, out on the water. And as I was attracting those melodies, they became engraved in my soul, if you will. And so I went back to a got to a piano, which I've the same process attracted the ability to play. I don't read music and I don't write it down, but once those the the notes and the harmonies and melodies come in, they're always there. They're just sort of emblazoned upon my spirit and soul. And and so I work on the dexterity and try to figure out what to do with my hands and fingers in order to replicate what I'm hearing and feeling and seeing in these notes and melodies. And so I just began playing until I can, I've mastered what I've been hearing and then that's what you hear. And you know, I've heard a lot of people say, I can, I can see what you're, I can see through the notes what you're what I'm, what I'm hearing that makes it it's like the reverse they can see the imagery through through wow. those notes and I and that's just that's you know that's just so 
uh, you know, I don't take credit for that. All of us have the same ability if we'll just listen within because we are part of this universe. You know, I'm not separate from it. I'm just as much a part of this as you are or anybody else is. And all of us have that creative genius on the inside of us. And so I've just looked for ways to express what I'm feeling and hearing and seeing through the, the that spirit of creativity. I've heard a rumor that you are working on a new album that is centered around not meditation, but I think I think you were saying it's it's really a like sort of a backdrop, a, a track tracks to listen to when you're meditating on these highest thought forms that you talk about all the time. Well, I think anything can be meditative if you're inspired by it. And yeah, this music, you know, a lot of people have enjoyed listening to it because especially when they get the backstory and then they can lose themselves through the the swells and the uh, the sweeping melodies that uh, they'll find in it. And yeah, I'm always creating new so music cool. and attracting it and and doing my best to, to somehow play <laughs> well, it's always it. My, I just love your music. Oh, I love it. I could listen to it every day, oh. all day. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Well, uh, thanks again for this wonderful episode. Uh, Stop Running from Flying Monkeys. This has been a blast. What a, what a fun, fun discussion today. Hey, it's low tide. Let's go ride our bikes. Okay, let's do it. Thanks as usual for all the wisdom. Bye.